Oof, it's been one hell of a week. I sure could use a previously on to catch up on Ghost on a Train. I was talking to my cousin. You have cousins? Yeah. We're in my hometown. Would you guys like to come for dinner? It isn't sad, Rick Belial. Come back to see me. Once I heard that you were still kicking, there was no way I was going to pass up a chance, old man. Might have stumbled onto some really good stuff. Stuff that's going to help free people. We are planning to have somebody visit. Mayhaps you should join us. This is on our way. Hi, Nissa. I can tell that you are... Upset? What did you do? I left. I have new information about Coleman Kanatcher. I've got information about <laughs> Coleman Kanatcher. <laughs> Near that spirit well, there was a weapon there that they said could hurt the Emperor. Human eyes cannot perceive the immortal Emperor without perishing. What are you thinking? Perhaps what we need is the senses of something not human. Leviathan. About this, uh, demon shard, uh, we scattered him for a thousand years or so. Just about anything you're gonna want to do with him, short from finishing him off, is gonna involve summoning him again. So you're gonna have to beat his ass twice. And you're not gonna believe what's coming up next. The multicolored lattice of spirits trapped in the great bottle tree colors the insulated world of the arcane fortress Belial. Though its exterior boasts stone walls and metal gates, it is this towering, leafless tree that truly keeps the fortress secure. A bottle tree is a simple spell, one that just about anybody could do if they only knew how. A colored bottle goes on the end of each branch, pointed down, and it's gotta have color, but the bad spirits won't be attracted to it. Once they float inside, spirits won't find their way out to sunrise. Just before blind hour these days, when the light silences them for good. But before the cataclysm, spirits and human magic were reversed in their current abundance. So we're in a common sight outside of Severus. Now, behind Belial's illusion, it's a rare sight still. And unfortunately, the Severosi magicians must keep it that way. on a train. It's a podcast we play Ghost Lines. What, no and? <laughs> it's a podcast we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I'm your conductor, Greg, and it's been a while, but I run the game. I still run this game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrel Anderson, uh, and I'm I'm gonna commit treason. Well, Andrel is. I'm, I'm not. Woo! Probably. I'm Guy. I play Pip. I didn't realize that the gap was that long. I've been too engrossed in Neon White, which dates this episode terribly, but also if you haven't played it, do play it. Uh, I'm here to... Or, ugh, no. What? Words. You're Stefan. No, that doesn't sound <laughs> You sure? Nah, I'm pretty sure that one's not it. Uh, I'm Stefan. I play Drix. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, okay. you, you said a completely That's different not, thing. I did I. not. 
What did I say? You know what? You know what? I'll mentally remember now because it'll be easy enough. I think that bad exchange in Hannah face be maybe a little little video clip. Okay. Are are you going to keep the part? where we talk about it being a video clip in the episode? Because I think that would be very Depending on how long the episode is. Like, certain times, I'll take something that's only kind of funny, but if, like, the episode's two hours, I'll be like, well, I gotta cut this shit out. If I'm really scrambling by, and I'm like, I don't want this episode to be under an hour, I will include stupid shit. So who knows? If you're hearing all this, it's a short one. This is already deranged. A sign of things to come. Yeah, yeah, already deranged. It's it's kind of been a while at the time of recording, coming out of an unintentional goat hiatus. We're coming out of our cage. Doing we're just doing just fine. fine. Gotta, gotta be down. Because I want to do it all. Everybody here has been doing doing a lot of things, Maybe sometimes project-wise, sometimes just life-wise. It's been a crazy goddamn summer, huh? They'll say you're doing the most, and that just means they're not doing enough. <laughs> Shut up! (laughs) Everybody, Stefan's on the grind culture, apparently. (laughs) Stefan's on the grind, hustle culture stuff. That's a new, that's a thing that's changed. I was gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was on that that Gorgon show, Hannah was on that Gorgon show, I've been into voice acting, and and Stefan's on that grind. You don't even know, you don't even know what Stefan's got cooking up. (laughs) Tons, tons in the pot. But, gosh, what our bulls have been doing. We are in... The Arcane Fortress of Belial, Drix's home, one of the many arcane fortresses that the Severosi magicians have kept since before, during, and after the Cataclysm. And here at the same time, Nissa Dagon of a different arcane fortress with a somewhat of a, of a past with Drix as a uh, rival <laughs> in wizard sports, I'm gonna be honest, cowboy wizard sports, came with some information about how the activities of rogue outlaw Severosi magician Coleman Kanatcher may lead to some conflict with the Imperium. Our line bulls brought up that in addition to the ally of both Hecla and some of the Arcane Fortress's Booker, there may be a way to slay the immortal emperor in the Raven Court spirit well with this new bit of hope. The Arcane Fortress of Belial made the decision that perhaps it is time to make moves against the Imperium rather than concern themselves with uh, antagonism from Coleman Kanatcher. Before this meeting, Drix and Nyssa did <laughs> decide that they would reconnect and settle some lingering feelings through some wizard sports once the big talk was done. As you know, sports are the purest way to connect someone's soul. Sports are the purest way to connect with somebody emotionally. Due to the fact that it was a bit of a trip to get out here, our line bulls are spending a night here in the Arcane Fortress of Belial. Orland's Belial, the sage who is a parental figure for Drix. Family structure is kind of a, it takes a, a village here. Has assured Drix, Pippin, and Andril that apprentices and sworn brothers have always been welcome in Belial. And therefore, Andril can stay in the Apprentice's dormitory area, and Pippin can monk with Drix. Which I'm sure is going to go over just swimmingly. It'll be fine. Pip definitely snores, like 100%. Yeah, whose sleeping okay, situation we all, do we want to we investigate We all sleep on, in the same room on the train. This isn't new. No, it's not. But it's going to be closer. Whose sleeping situation do we want to examine first? I don't care. I think Andril's. Okay. Okay. 
Just because I want to hear about the the apprentice bunks. Tegan Belial, the excitable cousin of Drix uh, with one arm, guides Andril to the uh, apprentice bunks. Yeah, listen here, I'm the head apprentice, so uh, just come along. Come along here, uh, child. I guess I'm kind of your senior here, so if you want to call me boss or uh, teach. I'm not going to do that. No, it's all right. We got a casual relationship. I'll, I'll call you teach if you teach me something. All right. You know where the apprentices bunks are? That doesn't count. Right over there. Let's go. Let's go, my student. Oh, God. Tegan brings you into the apprentice bunks. It looks like a little cabin at like a summer camp or something. Six little bunk beds. Only three are occupied at the moment. The rest are just holding stuff. Tegan walks over to one of them and is like, all right, um, I just was sort of throwing all my, uh, my bits and bobs over here. I'm basically an adult by now, so I got a lot of stuff. How old are you? Basically an adult. You know. How old are you? Well, I'll be 18 in a month or so. So basically an adult. I mean, yeah, I that, got, that, that's basically an adult. I got, I got a job. I watched the font. I mean, I also have a job. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're a line ball, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Game recognized game, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so you can have the bunk that I've been putting all my, all my stuff on. Is that like a reward? It doesn't uh, seem like a very Tegan, good reward. Tegan thinks and solemnly puts a hand on your head. Yes, I bestow upon you, Andrew, uh, last name. Anderson. Anderson, apprentice of my own blood, which kind of, you know, by laws of transitory properties. No. Makes you my apprentice. No, that's not how this works. I'm barely Drix's apprentice. God slam it, Drix. Teach your apprentice some respect first thing. Anyways, he's too bad. Please stop touching my head. There's obviously not a whole lot of people, not a whole lot of kids around here like you. You got Git Flip over there. You see a kid that looks about your age and they uh, wave. Hello. Hello. You little apprentice? Um, no. I mean, maybe. No, I don't know. I'm here. I'm visiting. Oh, all right. Then I, I guess I just kind of got a little excited. Yeah, sorry. Next apprentice to show up is going to be my baby brother. I don't, you know, I don't want to hang out with him all the time. It's going to be crap my style. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can I make a formal request that the baby brother just has like the deepest voice? <laughs> that's the thing. The baby brother, the, my baby brother doesn't even stay here at the apprentice bunk. He still gets to sleep at home. Oh, you guys have like homes. That's cool. I mean, obviously, we got, like, birth parents and all that, and we do spend time with them, but, like, it's easier here for us to, like, get a sense of community when we all raise together. Yeah, it'd be crazy if you didn't have birth parents. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm terribly sorry. It's okay. Hey, hey, you know who else don't, don't got no birth parents? Uh, who? Points to a, a girl that looks a little younger than you, playing with some, like, dolls. Over here, this is Clairvoyance Belial. You can call her Claire. Hello. Your parents are gone, but she kind of knew what was going to happen. Oh, are you is are you actually clairvoyant? I read that word in the dictionary. Yeah, I can see the future. Dope. Is it one of those like you can see it whenever you want things or do you just get hit with incomprehensible visions? I, I learned the word incomprehensible in the dictionary, too. I know you did. I can see Wait, it whenever I want. Wait, but that wasn't in the future. <laughs> I can see it whenever I want. It's just scary sometimes, but I like to look at things. Oh. Like I was able to know that Drix would return to us but with a great burden. Not you. I think the other stuff he was talking about. Yeah, that makes more sense. I also knew that Tegan is going to get married to uh, Sloppy Johnson from the Dagon Arcade Fortress. And they don't like that. 
Oh, what's wrong with Sloppy Johnson? Other than the obvious. I think you know. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Am I going to get married? Sure, I can I can check. She sets the, the figures down. It's going to get a little intense. Okay. Uh, but don't worry, I'll, I'll get to it. She uh, closes her eyes. All right. You're Andrew Anderson, right? Yep. Can you hold out your hand for me? It's kind of easier if I got that. Yes, yeah, she does. Starts to trace your palm. Her eyes open up and she says... I see you in the jaws of a great machine. Oh, that's not what I asked. It's pistons pound to crush you. Moved not by lightning oil, but by the aching muscles of humans who have toiled and greased the gears of the fell machine with their sweat. They hope the machine will support them in kind, but in reality, they are trapped and blinded to how they harm you and each other. This isn't so much the future as like what's currently Yet you happening. are crunched all the same. The machine rages. Angry that you alone are free, but it does not see how others have abandoned its gears and cranks long before you were born. You bleed as you struggle, your blood dripping and stained in those poor souls that helped to kill you. Yikes. Will it be enough to stop them? They merely pound on with nothing to offer you in return but tears from their eyes. And also, um, there's a girl there. I think she wants to kiss you even though you're both girls. Oh, you can do that. I mean, I just saw it. Huh. Tegan, can girls kiss other girls? Tegan blushes a bit and says, well, listen, as an adult, uh, <laughs> as an adult, of course I know that. Anybody can kiss anybody. I ain't a boy or a girl. I'm an adult. If I kiss somebody, like, anybody can kiss anybody. Is that what Greta and the Harlequin were doing? <laughs> and we cut to <laughs> Drix and Pippin. Drix, they kept your your house. Nobody moved in. They figured you'd come back. Oh. Well, clairvoyance yeah. told you. <laughs> Pip is keeping like a careful eye on Drix because like as someone who has a whole weird relationship with like the past and his own family, he's trying to like he's trying to gauge basically like how Drix is feeling about it. And I think I, I don't want to make this decision for you. You can Correct me if I'm wrong, cut this out. But I think he's kind of getting stonewalled, which is very unusual for Drix. I do kind of like that. I do kind of like that you cannot read Drix at all right now. Alright, so the two of them amble up to, like, a modest little shack. I know it ain't much, but it, it should have enough room for the both of us. Oh. Uh, he, like, pops open the door, and you see a neat but cluttered little shack. Interesting. A modest abode is a simple home or apartment with some small comforts. <laughs> this is a bit based off of the character sheet for the listener. <laughs> for Ghost Lines by Jonathan Harper. <laughs> for Ghost yeah. Lines by Jonathan Harper. <laughs> yeah, it ain't, it ain't much, but you know. It's got like some ropes hanging along the wall. It's got a signed rope from, uh, or from, like, uh... Fuck, what was his name? What was his name? Oh, no! Listener, the ghost, remember the, remember the ghost with Camilla? Yeah, it's a cowboy name. Editing Greg, just put it here. Oh, God, don't make me do it. Editing Greg, put it in. Look it up. Shut up, episode Greg. Stop bitching. Editing Greg, you got it. <laughs> Just fucking, it. it's one episode, play it, come on. Oh, fine, fine, I'll look it up. 
Rip Southwood. The name's Rip <laughs> Southwood. Gosh, it was great. We trust you. You're welcome. Yeah, so he's got a signed rope from there. He's got, like, several pairs of boots, some of which are pretty ornate. In the closet, you can see, like, a couple of, like, normalish outfits and then a whole bunch of different, like, colors of fabrics of, like, wizard garb. Huh. I think also, strewn about, you could probably see, like, a lot of crumpled up paper. <laughs> Does this mean your hat's been magic the whole time? Not the one that I got a mask put in. I felt like that would be, like, a little much, you know? But the star's hat, yeah. Huh. It's got a little, like, magic inscribed into it, you know? Why don't you get a hat that's magic, but in the style of the ones you usually wear? It seems just kind of convenient. That would be fairly convenient, but I, I feel like, one, it's kind of better for me not to always carry around the magic hat, you know? Because, like, I'm not always going to be interacting with stuff that's magic, and then what if someone were to take my hat or were to fly off the train? It's better to keep it with Trevor, you know, where I'll, I know it'll be safe. I'll need you to very carefully examine that statement. <laughs> Well, it's better to keep it with Trevor, where I know it will... Mm. Okay, I hear it. Uh. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's with you, you know where he is. I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty high probability of losing the hat. And, like, it's not like these are easy to come by. Like, it's got a whole bunch of different runes underneath the stars. That's why it has the stars on it, you see. It's got... It's covering stuff up. You know, you don't, you, you don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's that I don't understand, and what I don't understand frightens me. Wow, that's actually quite introspective, Pip. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't mean to frighten you. I mean, I can explain anything that you need. No, no, I'm probably gonna do it a little bit of damage with the. Uh, now that we're out of the that, that bloody dry town. That hell on earth. You you had so much alcohol on you. Yeah, they're all saving. They're on. For it was for emergencies, and that was most certainly an emergency. You're right, you're right. It was definitely an emergency. A dry town is truly the most fearsome thing that you could find in anywhere. It's not just that it was a dry town, it was that it was also a dry town, and then there was a bunch of shit that also happened. See previous episodes. Thing of, are you okay? What you mean? I mean, you just watched Kral get the okay to kill you. And we didn't super have a great amount of time to check in on that, so I just wanted to make sure that you weren't, you know, fearing for your life and all that. Yeah, just peachy. Okay. All that does is confirm... That which I already knew and understood. You feel me? I feel you. I guess you've had him on your tail for pretty much your whole life, ain't you? Yeah. It's, it's been kind of a plate that's been spinning for a while. And I wasn't sure when it would tip. Well, I mean, you're in the safest place on Earth. Pip takes a swig of whatever is closest available <laughs> oh you don't want to uh, that's a that that potion's gonna make like hair grow out of mm, okay uh just keep a razor handy okay <laughs> but the perfume ooh, and the finish 
ple- a pleasant mm. drinking experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's very smooth. Is that why they call it hair of the dog? No. <sighs> Man. It's weird, you know? Being here. Being here with people. I imagine it is. It's not easy coming back to a place that you thought she'd left behind. Yeah. It's kind of like walking back into a past life. I love these people. And I always will, but... I don't know. I'm out there. This is my life every day. No, this is... This is kind of a mausoleum of your former self. I don't know if I've changed all that much, though. Enough to notice. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Damn, when did you get so... wise? The last 22 minutes, presumably. Oh, sobered up, have we? <laughs> yeah, nothing like uh, just the entire worldview falling on its head to really kind of shake you at your stupor. So yeah, I guess it's a lot to take in that, well, wizards are a thing, and we're fine out here. It's not just that you're fine, it's that everything here seems really okay. Like this... This is what they tell you. You have to look forward to for good life. This is what you're told you got waiting for you at the end. You've seen Akros. You, you've been there. You know what it's like. But you, you left here to go there. I'm just trying to figure out what you're thinking. It's making me in it. Hmm. Well, it's not that I left here to go there. It's that I left here to figure myself out. I I just... It's not like I don't love this place. And it's not like one day maybe I won't come back. But I got work to do out there. There's a lot of people that don't have it as good as I do. And I don't know. I like helping people. I was aware of that part, but just... What did you think of everything out there? It's hard, Pip. It's cold, and it's dark, and it's... It's so much harder than I expected it to be. People out there have it really rough, and I get that. I don't want to make light of that. I know. To be honest, I didn't understand what I was really doing when I left. But I mean, even if it is harsh out there, and even if some people are just terrible, there's a lot of people like you, or like Andrew. People who deserve to be helped, and people who should live in a better world than the one they're given. I'm not sure if I agree with your assessment, but I will accept it. Oh, Pippin McKeel. You know you're a good old softy. I think that's a good place to end that scene. Uh, so uh, if, if I may intervene, I, I just have one one question for Drix. I know it's strange to be back here with people. Uh, and I wonder, did Drix live in this place with people, or is there only one bed? I think there is only one bed. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo!
slumber party. <laughs> As for, for the assessment of the, how close are these characters? Obviously, nothing else. No, nothing else. But are we are we sleeping like feet to face, like we're like twelve, or or what are we doing? We just respectively staying on our sides of the beds, what, what, how, or or what, what's what's this? What's the deal? Give me the deets. <laughs> Trix is down for whatever. What 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 will make hit more? Trix is down for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Trix is down for whatever. Free thick ma'am, everybody. <laughs> Update the shipping chart. I think Pip is like kind of stay on his side of the bed and then just kind of expands over the course of the night hell yeah drix is definitely like politely just trying to make sure that you're not knocking him off the bed at that yeah the next morning when the sun is up and the spirits collected in the great bottle tree have been silenced the very tree that acts as sort of like a night light during nighttime, <laughs> going dark to represent day in a weird sense I would be down if, if you would to glaze over the morning somewhat. Tegan Belial has recruited the apprentices and Pip to hold six tumbleweeds between the four of them. Three that are magically colored red, three that are magically colored blue, and Tegan himself is between without any tumbleweeds and instead is sitting with a, a banjo across their lap and like a metal chin bar attach their chin so they can like fret and still play with their one arm Tegan says the opponents are gathering for a tumble rumble <laughs> some scattered clapping from some some non-apprentice onlookers that are just here to watch you're playing a sport <laughs> just in a semi-public <laughs> area people are like oh i guess we'll it's watch an exhibition match yeah drix and nissa dagan another severosi magician and drix's friend from childhood uh, are here to face off. Nissa turns to you, Drix. I ain't gonna lie to you, Drix. It feels a little silly to be doing this right now after the whole big meeting that, you know, kind of had me stressed out, what with your sages. And I can't say I'm entirely happy with the way it shook out, but like, I don't know, I, I want you to like really play me here, but I don't, I don't want this to be like a grudge match or nothing. I'm glad to see you. No hard feelings whatsoever. And I know, we came into that meeting with different ideas. Still, I'm excited to play you again. It's been something I missed. All right, then. No hard feelings. Maybe if you lose, you gotta stay, huh? No? That... Uh, I got work to do. All right, well. But if I lose, I'll come back and visit more often. And if I lose, I'll do a rematch on you, so you gotta see me again. Fair enough. Tegan uh, turns... To uh, Pip and the apprentices, and including Andrel. So, uh, Tumble Rumble is gonna be a little game where uh, these two are gonna use their lassos and try to magic those tumbleweeds that you guys toss out to switch them over to their team's color. They strike one of their opponent's colored tumbleweeds with their lasso, it'll change over to no color. And if they strike one with no color, it'll turn to their color. If the lasso's touch, it's a foul for both players. You hear me? No tussling. I would never. I don't want none of that street here. Not in front of my apprentices. I mean, my is a strong word. Get flip nods. <laughs> <laughs> you all just give him a nice hearty toss, and I'll strum this banjo to make him fall a little slower. It's going to be real cool to watch, though. Best three out of five. And so. Gong Yi Tampai. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that a Shaolin Showdown listener? <laughs> Do you still have PTSD from Shaolin Chronicles? Oh, <laughs> we we put that on our brains. Oh, guy. I completely forgot about. It. I, I I deleted oh, it from my brain. Exactly. Damn you to hell! Uh, it's time for a tumble rumble. The tumbleweeds are tossed into the air. There's a strum of the banjo as a, a gust of wind blows the tumbleweeds, sort of shaking them up and making them spin around above you as they slowly start to float to the ground, as though they were like leaves or something. So, Stefan, the way we're going to do this mechanically is. You are going to roll finesse after your finesse roll, pick as normal, and then I'm going to roll 1d6. 1 to 2, corresponding to doing it quickly. 3 to 4, corresponding to uh, avoiding trouble, compromise, or cost. 5 to 6, doing something impressively or stylishly, and that will be Nissa's pick. If the one that Nissa picks is not among your picks, then it's a loss for you for that round. So if you roll a 7 to 9... You're going to have, like, one chance to pick the one that is on this die. Okay, that's neat. If you get to 10, you're going to have two chances. And then if you get a 12 plus, you got it. But, all right, let's do this. Oh, boy. Uh, that is a fail for the first one. Oh! Okay. Yeah, so it comes out. She says, all right, Drix. And she, she whips and snaps her lasso, dancing around yours. She, like, immediately smacks one of your uh, blue colors into neutral, and then in one fluid motion turns it to red. You smack one of her reds into neutral, and she immediately smacks it back. You're definitely using a little bit of magic to sort of, like, oh, yeah. control the tip, but she's, like, two-handing it. You notice she's got, like, more points of inflection, so she's wrapping around to avoid your lasso, doing things that are uh, a little more dangerous, because it could foul for both of you. One win for Nissa. Bam. As the tumbleweeds fall to the ground, you have uh, none in your color. Oh, man. <laughs> you awake yet, Drix? <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Shaking the dust from my cowboy boots, you know? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Time to get serious. Sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Tegan's like... Hey now, just because Drix is a Balao and we all love him because he's family doesn't mean that any of the tumble tossers are gonna be on his side, okay? Yeah, I'm on Nissa's side. Thank you, little Spurs. <laughs> I guess that's all right. One of them could be on Drix's side to sort of even it out, I guess. Really? The lack of moral support. <laughs> all right, let's do this. What's, what'd you roll? Seven. Okay, okay. What's what's your pick? What's your pick? Avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. Okay, so that means she wins unless I roll a three or a four. Time to pull out some different dice. I rolled a five. <laughs> she does it impressively stylishly to greater effect. This time around, uh, you do manage to keep things even actually in the air, right? Until just as it's about to hit the ground, she grins a little bit, and you realize you've been suckered into her trap. As you pull your lasso away, she snakes it out one last time and bounces a bunch of tumbleweeds off of each other, swapping the colors around to quickly get her with a uh, 5-1 win for the round. (laughs) Damn, that was an impressive move. And I didn't even need your uh, apprentice's help for that one. Good job! You know what? You know what? Andrew! (laughs) 
Three out of five, Drix. You better you better be ready. All right, all right. It's time to get cereal serious. Time to get cereal. You're a goober. Shut up. <laughs> You're a goober. You always have been. You are a goober. I'm not a goober. Yeah, you are. You've <laughs> been making up silly words. Oh, all the time. That's not normal. I'm we don't do that here. He's always been a little weird. I keep that. trying to get him to read the dictionary, but he won't. I've never busy. made up a silly word in my life. He's, he's, Everything that I've said has been a completely confabatorla. He, t- <laughs> he told me that reading the dictionary boils his noodles. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Tegan's like, hey guys, are, are we are we tumble tossing or, or in, insulting? Yeah, we're tumble tossing. Oh. Come on, Colbin. Score some fucking goals! (laughs) (laughs) What'd you get, Stefan? Stefan, this is finesse! You're good at this! (laughs) Not that good at this. He's also not good at rolling. Oh my god. I just realized I haven't been at it. Oh, you you got your... (laughs) Buddy! Buddy! Come on! I'm stupid! Okay, 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 okay. What's that roll? What's that roll? This roll, this roll is a six plus two, eight. It's an eight. <laughs> it's, like, it's not okay. a failure, though. Okay. Uh, You're yeah. so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, so, You're so stupid. To be fair, to be fair, uh, You're the first fool. one still would have been a failure because it was a four. The second one was a seven, so it still would have been like a okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. I pick one. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, which one do you pick? We're going to go with do it quickly. We're going to hope. Okay. Hope and pray. I hope she rolls a one or a two. Four. <laughs> yep, without trouble, compromise, or cost, she, she definitely outmaneuvers you. By the end of it, there's four in her color, one neutral, and one in your color. The tumbleweeds land. Tegan does like one final like strum of the banjo and is like, all right, that is three. Three wins in as many rounds. Yay! Drix, you done embarrassed a while. We're gonna have a rematch after I get some practice time in. And this says, I really hope you do, Drix. I really hope you do. I can't just let my rival beat me like that. She smiles a genuine smile. That's right. And I'm not gonna let my rival be so weak. <laughs> Tears gathering in her eyes. And <laughs> she's smiling and saying that. <laughs> Promise next time I'll put up a bit of a better fight. You better. Drix does some kind of stupid anime hand motion. <laughs> There's no better way to communicate than through sports. Sports are where your feelings go. Sports are where your feelings go. Anissa puts a, a hand on your shoulder and says, um, I'm heading out back to the dang of the day. But listen, I, I think the sage was right to listen to what you all had to say. Uh, especially... We knew independently that that Booker could shake the Emperor and make him feel vulnerable. You were able to confirm that, that it worked for that, that heckle of yours. I'm really not a fan of, of how the sages brushed that off as making the Emperor sad, but I just hope that, um, with that in mind, I hope that what you told Coleman to do is going to have the effect that you're intending. He's rough around the edges, Nissa. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I, I, don't, is... I don't care what he's about, but just... Before he felt vulnerable, I'm sure he, I'm sure he brushed off any assassination attempt. We never hear about him. Why bother reporting him? 
If I were a man who felt indestructible for a thousand years, I don't know how I'd react when that feeling changed. So, just be careful. I will. I promise. Please don't. Don't just leave him to it. I won't. I promise to do everything in my power to make sure that we're all going to be safe. And Coleman is one of us. Even if he's doing all that. Not just Belial, but Dagon and all the other arcane forces are going to be alright. I promise. I can hold you to a promise. <laughs> I know you will. Hey, Andrew. Hmm? What do you think the odds worth it? Coleman Kanetcha would come on our train. When the only passengers, the only major passengers we had were children. Still pretty fucked up, ain't it? Yeah, pretty low. Unless he did it on pur- I mean, look, here's the thing. He says he didn't do it on purpose, but it would have made sense to do it on purpose, right? Because he wanted to, like, steal stuff, and people, you know, <laughs> underestimate kids. So, like, I don't know. I'm side-eyeing it. Meanwhile, uh, Nissa is having, like, a, a, a tearful cowboy goodbye. She heads out the gates. <laughs> Crimson light flooding out of the bottle tree behind her as she walks out, so it looks like a sunset. Mm -hmm. Real good. Real good. (laughs) There's, like, dramatic harmonica and everything. (laughs) What is that? Okay, I was doing Piano Man, but then halfway through I realized that we might not be allowed to do Piano Man. Ooh, so you you, uh, made it uh, royalty-free. Yeah, I Of course, correct. (laughs) Audio jungle. (laughs) <laughs> Call that one keyboard person. <laughs> Sing us a song, you're the music guy. My favorite's Organ Dude. I think that's something else. <laughs> organ Dude. Organ Dude is great. Organ Dude is a fun, clear, clear children's toy where you can see all the internal organs. Kids love Organ Dude. Organ Dude is Anthony Head in uh, Repo the Genetic. Yes, Opera. Organ Dude. Yes. <laughs> For- Good dude. <laughs> uh, Repo the Genetic Opera is uh, a, a fun movie. Uh, it's not a good one, but it's fun. But Orlance, the old, old man with his uh, cane, slowly, slowly ambles his way over. Drex. Drex, wait up. Can't slam it. Can't I'm, slam I'm, it, Drex. I'm, I'm, hey, re- relax, relax. I'm here. I started heading over here once you two started your little plan. I'm only just here now. Come on, come on, give me your, give me your hand, give me your hand. Uh, I got you, I got you. It's just about time for us to uh, rustle you up a little bit of grub, and then after that, well, I can bind that demon of yours. Uh, I got, I got the location set. We just need to get you and your, uh, your friends here all prepared for it. If you're prepared for it, I'll, I'll ask him. I think, I think they'll be up to it though. Be sure to ask. But I I did make them fight this demon without asking them the first time. I'm going to choose not to make that mistake twice. That's just common sense. That's just common sense. Sure would be common sense if people had made it very clear that demons did in fact exist. Alright, alright. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here, boy. <laughs> Your friend was part demon! <laughs> <laughs> She was part Tichirosi. It's a whole. And Tichirosis are part demon! Alright, well, (laughs) that's also true. That's crazy. Listen, listen. You got a mouth on you, and outside ain't fixed that. It made it worse. That's what I think. I'll save you the smacking. But 
get you some grub and your friends, and then we'll uh, see about fighting this Volgerai. And remember, if you fail, I can just blow him up. I might blow you up too, but I'm 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 ready. I prefer you don't blow me up. Well, all right, then don't don't mess it up. Cool, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, boy. I love you. You're my child. The whole village is child, but I, I gotta blow up a demon if if it gets the better of you. <sighs> okay, I I promise. I'm not gonna fail to the demon. We're not gonna fail the demon, right? Like no one's gonna fail the demon. Demon Makio, you gonna you plan it off onto a demon? No, not today. All right, uh, Apprentice Andrew. I mean, that's never the intention. All right, just know if you do fail, I'm gonna have to blow them up. Probably you along with. Okay. We'd like to see something get blown up, though. <laughs> I don't think you would see the thing get blown up. I think it would just be blown up. All right, all right, enough with the semantics, enough with the mouth on this boy. Walk me, walk me to lunch. Walk me to lunch. Um, all right, we're, we're just going to have a little trot. <laughs> oh, gosh. There are a scant few pleasures that remain in this world. One of them is whenever Greg gets to roleplay an old person. <laughs> That's the only thing keeping me fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> I love being old. <laughs> Not really. Greg is chomping at the bit for when he gets that retirement home circuit. Greg's going to play it up so much, it's going to be absolutely just insufferable for mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can imagine. If, if he's like this now when he's young, just imagine it turned just up to Just imagine eight. me when I'm old. So uh, I think for... for Lunch, by the way, you guys have a um, personal favorite of mine, sandwiches of some real good meat that was had earlier in the week. Yeah, just nice, nice and reheated. Mm, yep, 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 yep. Was it reheated with magic? Reheated with magic. Perfect temperature. Perfect temperature. Perfect. Which also means that if anyone asks me how I feel about it, the answer is going to be magical. <laughs> Orlance is like my dad, a psychopath. So he's like, all right, don't don't heat the bread up. I want that cold bread and that hot meat. Your dad perplexes me. Yeah. Your dad's a wild I man. never, he was like, one time he was like, oh, dude, I fucking love having um, a meatloaf sandwich. And the next day after having meatloaf, he's like, yeah, just some cold bread with a meatloaf in between. And it's like, what? You made the meatloaf hot, old man. This is a call-out post for Greg's dad. This is a call-out post for my dad. If you ever get this far, old man. <laughs> Well, now that has to stay in the episode. Don't challenge him. He'll hear you. He listened at least a little bit. So yeah, Orlin's between shoes explains. All right, so I did some ruminating, some researching. The way I see it, if, if, if I'm understanding this right, stop me if I'm wrong. The water from that is spurgling, cast Fulgrin into the void sea. And the magic about it kind of kept him lost. I'm gonna remove the magic and essentially summon him here with a little sealing circle that I have the rest of the sages whip up for us. You want his power, right, Drix? Yeah, that would be greatly helpful. All right, now I'm sure even you two know, looking at Pippin and Andrew, uh, demon cultists, they perform their little ritual sorcery and they're making deals with all sorts of demons to get that demon's power for terms. Terms? That a demon will not hesitate to kill you for breaching, which is what it sounds like happened between that miser and this fellow. Oh, I forgot about miser. Said he killed him on the spot. Yeah, I hope his kids are doing alright. Yeah, me too. 
Oh, that's dark. Well, I mean, it, it crosses your mind when you think about the dead. He had triplets. They like to be fair, they were after his inheritance, so they're probably doing fine. But like, yeah, they seemed fine once he died. They weren't super fussed about it. No, not really broken up about it. Oh, it's kind of twisted. That is indeed pretty sad. I hope that you're inconsolable when I'm dead, boy. I better hear tears from wherever I am. It's gonna be nowhere, really. Huh. Somebody else better hear tears, because I'm nowhere, boy. <laughs> Promise I'll cry for you, Orleans. Well, either way, if we use our human magics, there's not gonna be any deal. We're gonna do kind of what His Majesty the Immortal Emperor did. We're gonna go through a ritual binding, and then we're gonna seal the demon's form away. And we're gonna take it a step further, doing as our ancestors did, and we're gonna turn his power to our purpose. Now, I don't need to tell you, Drix, that human magic is undeniable, but I don't wanna cast aspersions on it being stronger than no demon. With one notable exception of one asshole on a fucking throne. But not for long. What I need you all to do, once we summon him into the circle, break him up into chunks again. So we need all of them to work, but break him up into pieces. I don't want an arm or a leg or something. So we just go beat his ass, then. Your sworn brother really knows how it goes. That's right, beat his ass. Orlis, you taught me a lot of things in my time. How to cast spells, how to brew potions, and obviously how to throw hands, so. All right, let's get you ready. Quick little montage here of suiting up. I hope there's montage music here. Tegan looking at Pip through like a closed fingers as though they were making like a telescope with their eye. Whatever it is you're humming with, it's not exactly a Severosi spell, though it's inked in demon blood. So why don't we just uh, change the frequency of that a little bit? And Tegan puts like uh, a piece of paper with some writing on it, uh, a little talisman on Pip. And then puts another one on. That didn't do it. You're covered. Every inch of Pip that is covered by the anchor suit is also covered with paper talismans with writing and symbols on it. Hey, Pip, can you see? I think Git Flip, Git Flip the Kid, is with Andrel. Who names their kid Git Flip? Uh, someone who names another kid Got Flop. I decided that's the baby brother's name. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> someone take those kids away. So get flip. I mean, I, actually, I guess they did. <laughs> I guess they kind of did. Kind of did. Get flip is like, what exactly do you do? Uh, me? Yeah, like what's your deal? I uh, shoot. I shoot uh, webs, and also uh, as of recently, knives. Oh, knives! Knives we could work with. Yeah, yeah. How many knives you got? I got a lot of knives. I only got two right now. Would you like to have a third knife? I would love to have a third knife. Now this one. This is kind of an all, all-rounder. Pulls out a, uh, a knife from Belial. It's got stars and moons. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to write that down on my character sheet with the rest of uh, Andrew's knife, 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 knife collection. Knife, knife. Mm-hmm. Sweet! One last thing, because otherwise, you, you, that's nothing against a demon. Give me your hand, please. Are you going to be weird? Nope. Okay. She gives him her hand. Cuts it. Ow! That was weird! Weird to you, I suppose. Okay, you know that I was viewing it from my frame of reference, though. <laughs> you know what? I forgot one of the one of the first lessons that we learned here, I suppose. I, I grew up kind of sheltered, you know? The only other kids I've been around really have been 
Clarence. <laughs> Shut up. Well, either way. I don't. I don't care about your backstory. All right, I'm I'm a fully realized creation. Just you know that. I don't care. <laughs> Another montage of, of Git Flip uh, <laughs> painting some some blood runes onto each of the knives. Normal and cool. <laughs> the electricity charging through it, changing from blue to red. And Trix. Hello. Orleans is like, help help me out. I can't lift the darn thing. And brings you towards a, a small shed. All right. Of all that remains here in Bilal, only this has the power to best demon. You're gonna have to face him. But when you do, I'm not exactly throwing you the dogs, all right? Me and your tribe, we craft that circle, and the tribe's gonna be your sword. And he opens up the shed, and there is this big, heavy, crooked staff that Drix knows is made of uh, ironwood, dense as metal, resistant to fire. This particular staff was Belial's staff back before the Cataclysm. That's kind of a secret for most of these arcane fortresses. All of them usually have something that's humming with enough power to recast every spell present inside three times over. And since they have to ration the magic, though, they just always keep it hidden. You're you're gonna you're gonna let me use Belial's staff? Ah yeah, well, I don't want to have to blow you up. <laughs> I knew you were getting soft, old man. No, you're darn right. Old age softens you, and the world softens you. It's a good look on you, and Drix hugs him. He hugs you back. I love you, boy. Love you too. We're gonna beat this demon with the power of love. Real wholesome hours. Hell yeah. Power of love. All of that. You can tell it's midway through the day because the bottle tree is half full of spirits and uh, there's a big circle taking up a lot of the um, the public space here in the Arcane Fortress of Belial. Runes and things. It's a magic circle. Orlin says, Alright, now you all get set. We can do the incantation from outside. Remember, you ain't negotiating with them. You're beating his ass. Can do. Woo! All of the uh, Severus magicians start doing uh, a chant. And slowly you watch as the, the chunk of Voldrenai lifts up into the air about three feet. And from across vast distances, from all directions, sediments uh, and metallic flecks of mineral begin to uh, reshape Voldrenai's wicked nightmare body. As it does, uh, you hear Voldrenai's voice. Answering a call I am powerless to ignore. The foul earth bears the weight of Voldrenai once more. You who softly answer this, how many years have I? Oh, it's you. Well, his uh, voice is a lot goofier than I remembered. I think it's pretty much the same. I think we just, you know, have aged a lot since then. Maybe. Yeah, happened? Excuse you, what, what's going on here? Voldrenai is a, a humanoid rock creature. Voldrenai's got, like, fucking 12 crazy shattered eyes, like a geode. Each eye is, like, crystal underneath some hard stone. Hold on. You're going to force upon me oblivion, and then just as I start to accept this disassociation, you remake me all together just to make fun of my voice. We didn't do it just to make fun of your voice. Do I think you have a, a, have a, have a one-liner? I'm kind of struggling right now. 
Oh, I understand. You're here to keep my power for yourself. I thought you were better than that old fool miser, but I suppose a human's a human. What do you desire? Just blast him. <laughs> <laughs> get his Enough ass. Of this shit. We're here to get his ass. You are against the supernatural role. Pippin McKeel. You've completed your apprenticeship. You've even completed your journeymanship. So I'm going to give you the plus one and plus one from both of those. Wow. There is a minus one from lacking a full gang, but that's still a, a total of a plus one. Do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? Yeah. Have you worked this line area before? I'm going to say no, which will leave you with a flat roll. Don't we technically have the help of like an additional gang? Like, Ooh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give you that. You have yeah. Support a this is why rules lawyering works. So yeah, plus one. Roll 2d6 plus one. That is a seven total. Nice. Uh, you can pick- Plus one doing the work. You can pick yeah. one. Seize the initiative, maintain an orderly disposition, or seize a particular opportunity or advantage. I like particular opportunity or advantage. All right. Remember, you get plus one ongoing while exploiting that advantage. Tell me what it I is. I will take help with that. Yeah, what do you guys think? Oh, hmm. I got something. Uh, you can shoot me down on this, but I think- I think Voldrenai and, like, being, like, a crystal geode individual is actually, like, based on, like, the kind of earth and the dirt composition around them. And because it's mostly dust here, Voldrenai is, like, a little bit, a little bit softer, maybe. Hmm. All right, all right. So basically, like, any clean hit will kind of disperse them a little bit. Anything you do to take advantage of the fact that, at the moment, Voldrenai is made up of a lot of dust. That will have plus one. Also, you make the opening move, Pip. Yeah, you wanted to blast him? Yeah, I would like to blast him with force. So anyway, I started blasting. This is just basic lightning hook. And that is a four. Ooh! Yeah, so I think Pip's shot goes wide just because, like, Pip's covered with the, the bits of paper. Kind of interfering with the mojo, you know? <laughs> okay, so Pip... Your shot goes wide. Everybody's gaze sort of instinctively flickers to the wide lightning hook shot. But not for long, because it's li it's lightning hook, so it's, you know, very fast. When you look back, Vulgernai is not there. Pip! And immediately, Pip, take four reduced to three harm from a major impact as two big fucking compacted chunks of rock slam you between the two of them. I guess it's a go time. Yeah, as, as they recede, they uh, both become halves of Vulgenai that then, like, come back together as he flicks some of your blood off. <laughs> and he says, All right. I thought for a second that you weren't unreasonable, but it begins. Do you forget? I'm not on your stupid metal train anymore. I'm a demon of the earth. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, I would like to try and hit him with my knives. Sure. Well, finesse, right? Yeah. It's it's the hey, it's the equivalent of a lightning uh, web thrower. I lost the dice. Oh no! I have a question. Are you using it just as a web thrower? I would like to stab. Oh, you're using it as as violence, of so yeah. course. Okay, sorry. Never mind. Uh, well, I thought we said we could. I could do damage with finesse now. That was the point of the knife. Gimmick with the the circus belt was to hook multiple ghosts, and then you could web throw for all of them. I have no memory of that. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So what you're trying to do still sounds like the function of the belt. It won't immediately let you do harm. I, I know, I know what you're thinking. It won't immediately let you do harm, 
but you can then further do harm once you've got them embedded in there. Okay. Is what it is. Sure. I would say this counts as taking advantage of my ongoing advantage. Uh, <laughs> because he's softer and therefore easier to stab. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which would be... And therefore you see why the knives maybe wouldn't necessarily hurt him. Which would put me at a seven. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Which one do you do? Uh, trouble compromiser cost. You launch <laughs> some of the knives. One of them, he sort of like steps to the side and whizzes by. You hear the sound of the knife like passing through uh, his little dust barrier that up until now Drix has had. And he says, Wait a minute, that thing looks a little bit different than it did. And then another knife gets him, hooks into his uh, arm. How is this? Glad to hear you liked Oblivion, because we're sending you back. I did have a one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Drix, uh, it's your turn to go. You see Vulgenai begins waving a hand, and it looks like some of the dust is stirring near Andril. So what's your action? Step one is I want to look at where that hand is connected to the body. I want to see at which point on that hand there's a buildup of dust that I can slash through easily. Ooh, yes, you're going to exploit the advantage. Hey. Yeah. I don't have the Vulgenai barrier for this one, but I do have my exoselt in. <laughs> so... I'm going to pump a lightning oil. Actually, I'm not going to use the exoskeleton yet. I'm going to pump a lightning oil, and I'm going to level my heavy lightning hook, and I'm going to blast through that area, try and separate his hands, stop him from doing this movement. I will tell you this right now, before you do that. I'm kind of adapting some Monster of the Week rules. Okay. In the fact that you can deal harm to Vuldrenai, but only Vuldrenai's quote-unquote weakness will be able to separate a body part. Oh, right, his core. Yeah, the Belial mm. staff will count as a weakness. Oh, bet. Okay, yeah, then I'm going to use the Belial staff instead. If you use a staff, then the piece can get knocked off. Okay. Otherwise, it's just softening it up to get knocked off. All right, all right. In that case, yeah, I'm going to swap it around. I'm going to use the staff, and I'm going to use the exoskeleton. I'm going to pump a lightning oil into the skeleton beef myself up for some extra force, and then I'm going to take that staff and smash it through that arm. Hell yeah. Also just to say, because Pip's covered in tags, Pip can probably run over and count as weakness with like a melee stuff. Cool. And then that red electricity from the knife thing, that also counts as like the weakness. Your normal lightning equipment just softens them up. Okay. Yes. Alright. Roll, roll, roll. So yeah, this will be a plus two. Plus two, then plus my force. Yep, yep. So that is four, two, two, that's an eight. Okay. Garbage today. What's one you want to do? I want to inflict great harm. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah! You push through. I'll tell you what, the staff is probably long enough that you don't have to get into the Vulgenai barrier, but like Mm. slicing through the Vulgenai barrier, you lock. Uh, were you lopping uh, the arm off that the knife was stuck in? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, you lop the arm off, Andrew. It like retracts back by you, and immediately you see Orland starts making furious hand signs, and the arm starts to like disintegrate and go towards him out of the circle. At that exact moment that you slice down, Drix take three harm from deadly weapons as he gets you with that spike. His other arm turns into a spike of stone. Yeah. As he stabs you, he looks to the arm flying out. He goes, Wait a minute. Hold on. Who's that? What's going 
going on here? <laughs> Every time I see you, I don't know what the hell is happening, and I never like it. Oh, right. Uh, I took Vicious for my journeyman gift, so just uh, to make sure we remember the extra plus one harm. Oh, Jesus. So how much harm is that total? <laughs> it's the staff, so it's one... Plus the the staff, I'm not going to lie, I'm counting that as a heavy lightning hook that or a slash deadly oh, weapon for him. So that's three. Okay. Uh, four, because he picked great harm. Yeah, five. Okay. So, in fact, as he's saying that, you mm-hmm. see his right leg also got damaged from the, the full downswing. Awesome. And, yo, just a reminder, three harm is three sections, right? Yes, three sections. Cool. That's up. So you are up to uh, nine, nine. o'clock. Um, Which is good for me. Your boy don't have his armor in this fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so Voltronai says, All right, I understand. Today's a special day. It's the day I'm going to kill all of you. And you see uh, Voltronai starts to um squat down and sort of compact. It looks like some big attack is coming. I, I have something for this. Mm-hmm. I would like to use the fact that, like, while he's compacting, he's still kind of relatively soft. I would like to use my ghost grabbing gloves to literally just kind of punch through him and grab the core, the part that he kind of, like, built up around, mm-hmm. and pull that out. Go for it, go for it. And, because I am at nine harm, I get to use my new gift, which is cruel, which is plus one, just in general, if my harm is at nine, or higher. Yeah, which are you going to employ? I would like to do finesse for this. I Okay. So I have... Plus one from Cruel, I have a one in Finesse, and I'm using the plus one forward from the beginning. So I have a plus three to this roll. You know what? Let's make it fun. I'm going to also use a lightning oil for this. Yeah, I'm on the gloves. Gotcha, gotcha. And that is a... <laughs> oh no. That is a 14. Oh yeah, yes! that was yeah. a happy guy laugh. Yeah, yeah. So what does it what does it look like? So I think Voldrenai is like kind of compacting, like kind of getting more squat, and Kip plunges the hand down his gullet, grabs the little like piece that's his core, and like just ah, rips it out, like kind of Mortal Kombat style. So I think this is like too quick for him to like really react. You pull the core out, you see the whole, like, dust body falls apart. You you have it, and then suddenly just the top torso part and, like, one arm pops out, and the one arm just lays a vicious beating on you, which is two harm reduced to one. Everybody sees the single arm punching with such speed that it looks like there's multiple, but he's just a torso, a uh, head, and an arm now. You essentially got the other two legs. Orland starts working those, and technically, uh... <laughs> Technically, Baldur is still being held, but he's like, Look here, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I put a hole in you last time! I'll put three this time! Punch, 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 punch! I don't know. Doesn't look like you got any legs to stand on them. <laughs> Two Exodia pieces left of Baldur and I. Andrew? Drix? I was gonna be like, you know, it makes sense. You've got three knives. There's probably another one still in the, the chest or whatever, but uh, the core was pulled out. Yeah. Actually, you know what, though? I will say greater effects. Oh, do I not? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you said this set me up for doing damage. Yeah, I think I think you can, like, fry his ass now. Okay. What would that be? I would still want to keep it force, but I would give you, like, a plus one for it. Okay. Plus one from that and plus one... From, uh... Probably the ongoing advantage, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. 
Let's you can see. also pump lightning oil to this. Seems like we're almost done, yeah. Yep. Um, let's pump a lightning oil. That's a plus four total with my force bonus. Get his ass. Oh, snake eyes. And <laughs> I just rolled snake eyes. No. So how much is that total? Six. Can I help? Oh, yeah. Drix, Drix can that help. bring it over the edge. That would bring it over the edge. Yeah, you just got to tell me what you're doing and succeed at your roll. I can cast with the, the staff, yeah? Yeah. Don't even worry about yeah. it, bro. <laughs> Then we're gonna finesse. I'm switching dice. <laughs> Those were two. Uh, I, I've done two things this battle, and both of them I rolled ass. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I rolled. I rolled a two and a one. Oh my god! <laughs> god oh. What, what, hold on. What were you trying to do? I was going to cast a spell to write the course of deny. So yeah, you're not able to not able to write it. Yeah, Andrew, you fire up the electricity. Lightning hooks and lightning web throwers are so called that because you can see the electricity as it forms around it. It looks like bolts of lightning. Electricity is very fast. Demons are also very fast. Valdrani is able to like realize what's going on as the electricity uh, begins to pass up faster than any of the humans present can perceive. Valdrani intentionally falls apart. Andrew's knife crackles with red electricity in the air in front of Nikhil before uh, uselessly spinning and flying back. Andrew takes uh, three reduced to two from deadly weapons as uh, her own knife flies back much faster than she expected and gives her a little cut. I think my favorite demon is still the male guy. Yeah, Bulger and I uh, reforms on the grounds. One head, one arm, supporting himself on, like, one arm. Says, uh, I don't suppose I have uh, any leg to stand on here, so to speak. But are you sure you're not willing to make some kind of deal? Pretty sure. Adric, come on. Well, Bulger and I, uh, Voldy, can I call you Voldy? I, if I can get Agnes alive, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what what kind of deal would you want to want to enact? Actually, simple. I I draw the whole contract and everything. I take your soul, but let's be real. It's not like it goes anyplace. So I just use it afterwards. Uh, that sounds kind of uncomfortable. Can I haggle you down to a potato chip? Ah, I see. You're jesting with me. You're doing your jest. <laughs> No, no, really. I mean, if you can do all this for the price of the potato chip, I would genuinely accept. Bulger and I squeezes their fist, kind of uselessly, and says, uh, Alright, you're clearly not taking me seriously here, by suggesting for a potato chip. But what if I told you that by not killing me, your life would get much, much better? And Bulger and I props themselves up, and their whole horrible dozen geode eyes crack open, revealing a big, heavy crystal. And Drix, you stare into this crystal and you are, are teleported to a world where you do take Vulgernai up on his offer. You shake hands and you realize that you can keep the Staff of Belial. You don't need to return it. Orlins isn't what happy, obviously, but a quick tree growth Adam, spell uh, in his abdomen down. shuts him up. God. Vulgernai is sympathetic to uh, helping defeat the Immortal Emperor. The two of you uh, enter the Raven Court spirit well. Get that shard of lamb ring. Pippin and Andrel are lost along the way, but that's all right. You've got the staff, baby. You got Vulgar and I. You uh, encounter the immortal emperor himself, 
who is shaking in his boots as you have the one thing that can kill him in the staff of Belisle and for the whole the whole arcane fortress for good old Orleans who you had to take out you saved the world and killed the immortal emperor and Drix go ahead and take poor trauma from a direct psychic assault from this crazy geode face gotcha oh that's four <laughs> ow ah. oh my god that was that was terrible you guys can do something if you want, by the way. <laughs> Would it be forced to crush the core that I have in my hands? Or did that kind of, like, flow back to him? I think that did flow back to him. It took on some properties of a soft metal, perhaps, and slipped through your grasp. Can I try and get my knives in the core? And Hell yeah. And pull it out? Okay. Get his ass. Let's get his ass. Let's try. Joel's only got two Exodia pumping, pieces left. Pumping another lightning oil. Yeah, I'm just hoping that if something will happen. Jesus Christ! That's a better roll. Yeah, two twos. That is a better roll, and it gets me to an eight. Okay. God. Which what's one you want to do? Today sucks. Avoid trouble. Uh, or actually, hmm. Mm. Kind of want to do it to greater effect. Hell yes. So Bolshevite's got his geo thing open. You see Trix is looking very disturbed at whatever he sees reflected in this light. You shoot out the knives from the lightning web thrower, hook up the core, and as you pull the core back, the arm comes along with it, leaving the, uh, the geode face there. Orlins pulls the arm out of the circle magically uh, as it turns to dust. Bolshevite's face sort of <laughs> resets itself, but looking to the right as it's sort of sitting in the sand like, All right. I see you have me at a disadvantage here. Yeah, I've unhanded you? No, that's not good. Disarmed. Disarmed! I've disarmed you. Yes, yes. You see the face sort of like pouts, looks at the ground. Have you ever heard the term Schadenfreude? I should have said that after I rolled. <laughs> Roll now! <laughs> I'm gonna use two lightning rolls for this. That's right, baby! You know I'm going to use three, but why three, not? Three, it's the end! Fair. Well, depending on how this goes. You, the listener, could tell this is probably the end of the episode, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, this gives me a plus four. Because Cruel is stupid. Good gift. Yep, that is... <laughs> is that a six? That's a 13. Okay. Okay. 13 total with everything included. What's the dope thing you do as you say? Uh, as it's you like, you ever heard of the Tim Schadenfreude? And I'm imagining you just kind of like, just the eyes just like quickly like dart over to Pip, who just like had reared back a leg and just like punts his stupid like dust faced off. And there's just like a cloud left of Voldrenai. <laughs> yeah. That scatters all the dust and you see him. Orlinsa waves a hand as all the dust collects on like the invisible barrier around the uh, the circle. That was extremely cathartic. You punched a hole in me last time, and now I'm getting me revenge, so to speak. It briefly is suspended there and arranges itself into a face. Bolshevik speaks through this face. I hope whatever purpose you turn me towards, it it never involves me coming back here again. Yeah, so do we. Probably not. You are not a pleasant person to interact with, Voldrenai. We don't like you. I'm not a person. 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 Orlin's, um, finishes up, sucks him up. Awesome. I hate that guy. I really do. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, I could tell if it was just like I hate the sound effect you just made, or I hate Volterdive. That that. Oh guy. no no no! I meant I meant I hate that guy is in that that guy, not that guy. Oh, cool. I hate that guy. No comma. <laughs> Oh, I thought I I hated the sound effect. <laughs> it was one for one, so I was right to be confused. Oh gosh! All right, that should be just about all of them. I'll stuff them back into this corn of yours and shape it up. And uh, while I'm at it, I'll use some of the juice on those spectrogelin bits that you wanted. We'll have them ready for you for when you're ready to to leave and head back. Thanks, Orbans. Means a lot. It's been a pleasure having you here, boy. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to see you, too. Don't you go resting before I get around to seeing you one more time, all right? All right, but it's going to have to be, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe a year, maybe a month, any day now. I'm I'm going into Hermitage, and you're never going to hear from me again any day now. Yep, yep, sure, sure. I believe you. I really do. Come on, put the staff back. It's too heavy for me. Can I hold it just a little longer? There, now you've held it just a little bit longer. Come on, boy. Ah, fine, fine. <laughs> I bring the staff back. And we'll head back to coal fields and adventures on trains. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Next time on Ghosts on a Train. Bye. 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 This episode had neither of those things. This this was uh this was Demons in a Fortress. <laughs> Demons and wizards. Stop doing bits. I need to eat dinner. Pride of Pluswall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville. Played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name, McKeel, played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus contents, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train and I'll let the Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours. <laughs>